Okay, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say, and I ASB gonna find me, because I want to be a part of this fucking jump wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their, his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back. Drop down, say, bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, that's the table thing? Oh, surf looks good, Alvin. Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. <laughs> Get a haircut. Yeah. Yes, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, live at the Cooley Hotel in the shadow of the Superbank, the home of the 10-second drainer, Vaughn. Are you kidding me? Welcome out, everyone, tonight. It is that sick to have this many Swellians in one place. Give yourselves a rap. I'm not fucking Swellians. Smithy, tell me about Cooley. Tell me about the Goldie, mate. Why are you here? Why do you love it? Oh, man, look, uh, you know, for a kid who grew up surfing waist-high rip bowls in Bondi, 50 of his best mates, uh, you know, the day I rounded the bend for the first time and looked up the point into a couple of Kira spinners was, you know, it's one of the fucking most vivid memories of my life, really. It's, this place is so steeped in high-quality surfing pedigree uh, just through the years, man. I mean, it's the home of Australian high-performance surfing, really. It's an absolute honour to be here, Vaughan. I can't believe they've let some cone-smoking degenerate on stage <laughs> with the likes of, uh, you know... Joel Leslie Parkinson, Jacko Freestone, and of course the artist known only as Surfcore 2001. Nah, kidding me? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I was lucky enough to grow up about an hour down the coast at uh, New Brighton Beach where uh, Bilesy, hail Bilesy. Rest in peace. Oh, he's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, he's still alive. Just. But, uh, yeah, mate, it was a wonderful thing to uh, ditch school, hitchhike up the coast. This is 1992 when uh, Ivan Malat was driving up to Brisbane to visit his brother. <laughs> dark, dark times for hitchhiking, mm-hmm. obviously. But, um, yeah, it was just amazing. You'd, you'd come up the coast here, you'd go into uh, the Maccas down the road there and, uh, you know, get your cheesy, fling your gherkin on the window and then go and surf drainers and it was just the best feeling ever. And, uh, yeah, mate, I mean, aside from that, you know, what memories stick in your head about this place? Uh, well, I've been coming up here since I was about, I mean, to cover the Quicksilver Pro, I've been coming up here since I was about 21 and fuck me sideways, Vorno. I've seen some of the wildest surfing action, like competitive surfing action, just unbelievable stuff. I saw Owen Wright pull off one of the greatest sporting comebacks in history, just insanity. Uh, there wasn't a dry eye in the house, except for Smivy because I don't cry. Uh, and... <laughs> I mean, I watched Parko and Mick just out here uh, in a Quicksilver Pro semi, I think, just trading cement mix of hits. Insanity. Uh, You know, they racked up basically, I think it was like the highest combined heat score in history or something. They were both cashing in 19s and 18s. Uh, What else? I mean, I saw the goat Kelly Slater fade Parko on a mental one out here. And was that the semi or the final? Can't forget that. So many... Competitive highlights. Yeah. Unreal. Well, what about you, Vorno? My favourite thing about surfing up here on the, uh, on the Gold Coast is just how willing 
Gold Coast surfers are to share waves with you. <laughs> Mate, especially if you're from out of town. They love it. Uh, especially if you're on the inside. One yeah. of my favourite moments uh, surfing up here actually was a couple of days after the 2003 Quicksilver Pro won by uh, Dingo Morrison. Hey, Dingo! Uh, round of applause for the first of the uh, Cooley kids to get the, the big win. One of the most generous wave sharers oh. in the area too. Mate. Loves it. Two days later, I'm, I'm going now down the sand to jump off a rock and uh, Dingo happens to be running alongside me. I don't even know how he's alive after the party. But uh, he's running beside me and we, we sort of standing next to each other on the rock and he looks at me and he goes, hey, Vorno, any wave you want, mate, just give us a nod and it's yours. I'll just call everyone off it. And I'd been watching him surf four days with only one other bloke out. I was going, how good is this? Can't wait. And so we jump off the rock together, sort of get through the rip, and this set comes, and I'm on the inside, and I'm just going, oh, what? How good's this? And Dingo's on the outside, and I'm like looking at him, and I'm going, yeah? And he's going, yeah, 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 go, go. And then I paddle into it. As I'm taking off, I look up, and Dingo's just looking at me and goes, <laughs> check you later, cunt. Just cooks me. <laughs> After five days of surfing the joint by himself, I was like, that's the Goldie. They love sharing, mate. Thanks, Dingo. Have a good ride, On mate. your Dingo. Up your Dingo. All right. Should we get up our guest? Let's get him up. I don't think there's a smoother surfer in the world. He called it a day uh, last year in pretty uh, amazing scenes. And uh, the only thing I can think of smoother in surfing, Smithy, is Gabriel Medina's nipples and armpits. <laughs> but let's get him up here. It's the birthday boy, the 2012 world champion... Joe Leslie Parkinson! Before we get talking to you, Joel, welcome to the stage. Uh, we just want to do a shout-out to uh, the crew who made this night possible for us. Billabong, up the bongos! On the bongos! Supporting uh, Ain't That Swell since day one. Vonu, get your crates, shout your mates. It's going to be a good night on the Vonus. Surfing World Magazine, Child Eyewear and Road Mics. Thanks very much for you guys for making this happen. Parco, welcome to Ain't That Swell, mate. Thanks, boys. Let's go back to the beginning, mate, the genesis, when you were just an itch in your father's pants, mate. I want to know... I want to know where it all started for you, mate. I want, to, I want to know what your olds did for a living. Tell us about your upbringing, you know. Let's go back to the, to, to the genesis of one of the great Cooley style masters. Um, I was a regular kid, but I was a f- love. I just loved, uh, fell in love with surfing when I was seven years old. The day I fell in love with surfing was the day that I learned to ride my push bike where I could carry my board with one arm. Yep. I'll never forget it. Crucial. And, um, I don't know about you guys, but once I could ride a bike with one hand and one hand on my surfboard, I was mobile and I was ready to surf. So it was a big, big moment for me. And um, yeah, I mean, I had pretty good surf lineage through my uncle and stuff and through my dad were great surfers. But for me, that's where I remember that's where surfing started for me. Yeah, your uncle Daryl was a mad uh, local tube pig, wasn't he? What's uh, Tell us a bit about Daz. Yeah, well, Uncle Daryl's nickname was Deep because he would 
always just ride the tube deep and break. Uh, now, now he still does the same today. He breaks every fucking surfboard I give him. Like, <laughs> but he he is the most sponsored surfer in Coolangatta for surfboards. He's probably went through about seven last year, and he's on about three this year. Thanks to Cyclone Omar. <laughs> Mate, uh, you grew up on the sunny coast, right? So what brought you down to the Goldie? Um, my, my sister moved in with Daryl. Uh, my sister's here tonight, Bianca. Everyone give her a little cheer for Bianca. Hi, Bianca. Um, she might be even half the reason that I'm a surfer because if she didn't move to the Gold Coast, I wouldn't have traced my sister down to, have a, to holidays. And I, uh, when I was 11, I went and stayed with Dingo because I'd met Dingo because my sister was living here and I was allowed to come. So thanks to my sister for... Introducing me to Dingo and surfing. Well, so. <laughs> Dingo. Oh, my God. Is he here? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I think we've got a photo of you and Dingo up here somewhere from the early days. Do we? Do go? There it is. <laughs> um, yeah, tell us about your relationship with Dingo and then also, you know, the formation of the Cooler Kids and just how much that drove you as you moved through your career. Um, we, we were a pretty tight-knit unit as we, as Dingo and I were very close when we were kids. And then, um, yeah, and then when we started high school here at Palm Beach, year eight, the first day, it was Mick and the Fenning boys and a few of other friends and, and that was us, you know. When you start high school, you, you brand together like yeah, everyone, everyone knows how it feels. Um, that was our surf group and that was, that was us. So we had no idea where it would ever go or what it would do. We were just, I guess... Um, trying to fight the rugby league players most of the time and that was it. <laughs> What's the go with that? Rugby league players and surfers just always wanted to bash each other and now they're like lovers. Oh, I don't know. Look at you and Johnsy. Like, how many times have you rooted Johnsy? <laughs> <laughs> well. How many times has he stuck hooks up your Yeah, that's, that's the actual question. <laughs> that's uh, consensual. Don't blame though. the side effect. Blame the problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what, what about the Fanning brothers? Were they skits or what? What was their go? Yeah, they they were, but um, they always had our younger back, you know. They always were, like, if they weren't fighting each other, they were fighting wars for us. So <laughs> it, was, it was quite a good system. What was uh, Cooley like when you guys were kids? Because when I was reading Rabbit's biography, Cooley was just sounded like the loosest place on earth, you know. There was just urchins running around everywhere, scabbing change out of, you know, like, ciggy machines <laughs> and just basically trying to make it work, but... What was it like when you guys were kids? Was it similar to what it is now? Was it loose times when you guys were kids? Did you get away with murder? <laughs> Ellis, the truth. You're all friends all right, here, mate. All right, all right. It's the Swellians. It's the Swellians. Aren't they? Not the fucking Swellians. <laughs> all right. I, I remember one of the wildest nights. Like, I was only a kid. I was just 13. I was staying at Dingo's because Dingo didn't have the best upbringing. Was living with parents but uh we, he moved into rabbits at the time and i never forget i was staying at dingo's which was rabbit's house uh in the units of kira and rabbit dead set punched every every piece of air the whole way along kira point <laughs> until he till he come home and made these two minute noodles and burned himself with hot water and i'm a kid in the kitchen <laughs> sleeping on the couch like going it's a fucking it's a cool and got a hero looking over going not being, I don't want to be seen, I don't want to be seen. <laughs> and then, and then I've, I, I woke up in the morning and went, Dingo, this guy 
just burned himself with hot water trying to make noodles and then punched everything he could on the way and then went back out into Curly and he went, oh, yeah, that happens every Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And I kind of knew that probably Dingo and everyone else in Curling Gutter was destined for a good time right. after that. So don't go to dinner at Rabbit's House is another message out of that story. <laughs> probably between Tuesday and Friday is a good idea, not so far. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when did it all take off for you, Porco? Like, uh, when, did, uh, when did you start, you know, when did you find your rhythm, your confidence and, uh, you know, know you were destined for great things? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I always presumed there was a million kids out there that were better than me and better than everyone in my town and, you know, like, there were, I just figured there was a, a Mick Fanning and a Joel Parkinson on every street corner in Brazil everywhere else. That's what I used to think. So that was my deal and we just kind of, like, we thought, oh, shit, we won heats today and that's, like, and that's good. And next thing you know, I, um, it probably wasn't until... We won CTs as a wild card that I went, hold on. Maybe we've got a chance. Yeah, let's fast forward to that. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did anyone else get chills then? That was unbelievable. Fuck, that was cool, man. You know, I mean, when you grow up loving surfing, you've got dreams of being a pro surfer, right? But then you don't think you're the best. Well, that was really cool. I love that. Look, last year you got asked a lot of questions about your career, moments in your career, wins and all this sort of stuff. And I... I you know, for everyone here who's a fan of your surfing, which there's a lot in the room, clearly, uh, we wanted to sort of like go into some detail about your career. And so what we're going to do is show a couple of photos up here on the wall. But before we do, we're going to get Joel to take us through some of the things that we thought were, you know, peak moments. But before we do, I actually rang up Mick Fanning and I said, mate, have you got a photo of Joel that sums him up? Have you got a photo that you guys, you know, both share that, you know, means something to you? And this was the shot he sent through. (laughs) And he said to me, he goes, look, this was Joel uh, about four days after his world title win. <laughs> he goes, the weight of the world and all those years he spent trying to win one started to show a bit. And uh, happy birthday, brother! <laughs> but um, so for folks that were listening to the podcast, it's it's a pretty flattering Ooh. photo. Yeah. We'll, we'll put it up on Facebook, Smithy. Looks like he's just done a stint in Abu Ghraib. <laughs> Hold on, Hazza, can you upload that fucking dance video of Mick the other night, please? Because <laughs> that is horrific. So, um, seriously though, Joel, we're going to start off with this shot. It's from uh, 1999, and it's really, the, 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 like you said, it's when you started winning CTs and, you know, life changed. Uh, you guys over there, it's the classic shot of Joel jumping off the wave at J-Bay, the full fist claim, uh, Ross Williams in the final. When you look at that photo, Parko, like, what goes through your mind and where were you at in your head at that moment? Can you take us right to that moment? Um... Ah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, <laughs> to, to honestly, I, I jumped off thinking I went to claim it and then went, I went to look to the beach like you're meant to do and, and claim it. And I was mid stride and jumping weird and I just, just went, fuck yeah! 
yeah, like that. And, and uh, that was it. That was well, someone snapped it. So, um, yeah, I can't say. I think it was a Peter Jolly Wilson photo and um, that was it. I'm... I, I, fuck, I don't know. Why do you do well, a top turn? Why do you do a bottom turn? Tell us about the event. I mean, you're a wild card in that event. Were you uh, in awe of the crew that you were up against? Were they sort of making you feel welcome or were you copping that whole sort of guys just trying to put you in your place? Can you remember much about that week in J-Bay? Um, to be totally honest, I actually, I was on a presumption I was destined to lose. That was my deal. I was always going to lose. I was a wild card. It was what I was meant to do and... I just kept willing myself to find a way, just going, nah, fuck. I know it's Sonny Garcia, it was Mick Campbell at the time. I, I had a heat with Jake Patterson, that was a really tough heat, and I was just like, I'm meant to lose, you should beat me. And, and, I, and it was a cocky, bad way to have it, but it was, a, it was an uninterrupted way to surf for me as a talent and I guess and then the next thing you know I thought I'd lost the final and then I heard I'd won it and that's what I did I, I jumped up like a fucking goose I reckon that photo's epic man I reckon that's one of the sickest shots of all time dude I dare you to recreate it I tried I couldn't even do it my hips don't even move like that anymore <laughs> Mate, um, J-Bay, you know, like you said, an uninterrupted way to surf. Like, I mean, your relationship with that wave is something that all of us have... Fuck. I mean, if you're a fan of surfing, this guy at J-Bay... It's fucked up, let's be honest. It's fucking <laughs> off its head. It's mental. I mean, you know, uh, for years, it was just something that we all looked forward to, was you surfing out there. Like, can you tell us about that wave and what it means to you and, and your relationship with it? Um, I... Uh, from this, from the first day that I got to J Bay, it was it was actually pumping. Um, I I don't know how I'm going to say this because I'm not much of a smoker, but I don't. I got really stoned on the night. That, and here I, it <laughs> comes! Here it comes, Williams! Up the fucking truth! I was eighteen. I was eight. I was eighteen years old. You, get a, I, you I, get a gold cone piece for that, Parker. Bob. Um. It's a gold cone piece there, but I got really... St- and anyway, I, um, myself and Rasta, Rasta designed the board underneath with the best art that we thought would be amazing. Um, as you can tell, the art was... I thought I'd draw an eyeball with a green thing, <laughs> but uh, it was not an eyeball. It was just a piece of shit. And, uh, yeah, that was it. it that board went on to, to be the, um, the board I still have today. I still sit in my garage as one thing I look at as a, you know... I still have every board I won on, and that board means the world to me, so that's all I have for it. Yeah, 2009, Parker, I was there on the beach, mate. Uh, It was all-time J-Bay. All the sand had been stripped off uh, from one of the back beaches there and kind of evenly troweled along the reef, plugged all the holes in it, and was just basically roping pits from the top of the point to the bottom. Sivvy was looking through a couple of pinholes too, just... Slitty-eyed on some there of that. There it is. Yeah, that, no, that's not for me. Slitty-eyed on the Durban Poison, sharing a room with Dave Stansfield. I think that was the year Bobby Martinez tried to fight me, actually. That's another story. But, uh, Parker, mate, you had it on a string. Uh, it was, it is still to this day the best surfing I've ever seen in the flesh. Uh, mate, I just want to know, yeah, what's the key? What's the secret, man? Why, why did, were you able to sync up with that wave? The way you were, I guess. And, and tell us about 2009, man, because that was... I mean, it must be fresh in your memory too. 
Is Mick coming in? Is this a fucking setup? Because we he, just, we, I just had a big blow up with Mick. He doesn't go out in public, mate. He's like Kardashian in this town. <laughs> hey, um, just before you answer, I'm going to pull up another <laughs> special guest because we want to get to this, but this guy had some news he wanted to chip in on this whole thing. Please welcome to the stage, Swellians, the master of the 2000s, Surfcore 2001. G'day. Walking on stage to the anthem, Mick Fanning's first world title champion by Grinspoon, nothing less. Surfcore, uh, you've specifically requested we ask you nothing about your personal life. That's true. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Let's get stuck into 2009. What? <laughs> That's so out of my tenure. No, but um, I, didn't, I thought that was an 80 Wiseman uh, number, the... Uh, the Posca. But um, no, it wasn't. It's mental. I actually wanted to ask you about this, though. What happened with uh, the Oakley uh, Surf Sunnies? Why aren't you running them anymore? I, I fucking don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're Honestly, so functional. Like, I get pterygiums all the time. Do you know what? And, like, they look fucking deadly. Like... Like, crew, like, why the fuck isn't, like, everyone just wearing them in and out of the water? I wouldn't even take them off. Anyway. In 2001, I wore them on a glary April afternoon at Cura, and they actually were functional. Yeah, yeah, surfing so out here. Don't, don't think that these, these things were... Yeah, and I got paid a shitload to do it, so... <laughs> <laughs> So, listen, um, Joel, let's get back to 2009 and Jed's question. Tell us about that year. Tell us about your journey through the comp and just how you're feeling about your surfing at that point because that's a pretty magic year for everyone who's ever been a witness to any Wuzzle comp. That's the one. That's, that's just some of the most refined, beautiful surfing we've ever seen. Really? Fucking oath, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Fuck. So just that comp, just in J-Bay. Just Tell us, J-Bay, you and J-Bay. How's it work? Is it like you and the Dolphin at the start oh, of the... Oh, man. The <laughs> 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 um, do, you want, do you want the like the, the surfing side of it or the mental side of it? Look, mate, we basically want to be you, so if you could just explain what it's like to be you for a moment, that would be awesome. All right, well, fuck. Do you want to know the honest thing? I actually just believed in myself. I told myself I belong to winning this contest. That was it. I'm, I'm the best surfer here, and I was. And it, it's an egotistical way to be. I'm sorry. It's that's it. I mean, it's a it's a shit way to to live your life. Sometimes is believing your own bullshit. But sometimes, when you want to be world champ, you have to tell yourself you have to have a sense of belonging that you believe you are. And that's what I did. I'm sorry. Oh, mate, you don't have to tell me. You know, I wouldn't have three golden cone pieces if it wasn't for <laughs> the same 
you know, intestinal fortitude. Anything to add? Surf core. About no. Jay Bay. I know you do. What do you do to get a golden cone piece? I saw you throwing them out before. I'd be hyped on one. Well, Mine's look. like so resiny and fucked. Like, <laughs> they look clean ass. They don't, they don't throw them out willy-nilly, surf core, but I can throw them out willy-nilly because I'm a gold cone piece winner. Mental. This is your answer, mate. This guy can't breathe, too. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I thought... I, I blew it. I should have at least cleared one nostril hole. He's Not for breathing, but... Grab the defib. Have you been in that bathroom? There's so much pocket coffee getting around. It's mental. <laughs> Sackies need to step up. For, that, for those listening on the podcast, because, we're, you know, there's probably be 20,000 people listening to this, Surf Corps out here in a green balaclava, which he's failed to poke nose holes in. So he's... Uh, <laughs> kind of uh, struggling to breathe at this point. He might keel over at some point in the episode. Yeah, it's pretty mental. Hey, let's go to the next shop. Yeah, there's the Vonus, mate. Crates for your mates. Vonu, get on it. Hey, mate. Oh, 2003. Oh. Now, we this want... is, mate. I can't, I can't believe you're in the final. Andy and Kelly beef in peak beef mode. And, uh, you know, the hug goes down, the, the I love you um, on the beach there. And, and you were a witness. You were a first-hand witness. You were right there. Tell us about it, Parker. What was going down? Shit. Um, mate, it was the most intense, tense time that I experienced in all my years of surfing on tour. This was possibly the most intense lead-up to any world title. I mean, I went against Mick and it was more... Amicable in 2009, um, but these guys, they, they hated each other and it was, it was full on. It was scary to be a witness and as you can tell, I'm holding my rod there and um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> yeah, um, Phil Mack is a bit worried and we were both worried. Like I was like these guys, they tried to fight numerous times through the winter and we ended pipe six weeks later and I was like, these guys are going to punch on. Wow. Just wow. so you guys know, it's a classic shot from the Prezzo of the 2003 Pipe Masters. Kelly and Andy embracing after the final. Andy, the world champ and the Pipe Master. Kelly defeated. <laughs> Paco and Phil Macca standing over to one side talking about Netflix by the looks of things. Macca looks like he needs counselling and Kelly looks like an extra from Romper Stomper. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly but, uh, actually looks like he could throw him at that point. He looks pretty skits there. Can Mate. I... Can we ask you, just quickly, like, I mean, there's been stories about this final where Kelly thinks that you blocked him from a wave. Did that happen? 100% I blocked Kelly. (laughs) I did not know that. I've never heard that. Mate, I was a little too deep. I actually probably could have got in and travelled through the distance of the barrel, but I never would have made it. But I just made sure I was going to fuck with him, so... um, (laughs) Yeah, um, and I mean, myself and Andy, and do you know what really did it for me was that uh, at the time, um, myself and Andy were saying this, the house, and I'm laying on the, the carpet one day, there's a lay day, I'm laying on the carpet watching TV and Andy was on the couch behind me, and I just hear someone come in and I'm like, oh yeah, no, worries. Whatever. I think someone's here, and I hear Andy jump up telling, fuck you, you know, it's fuck you, get out of my fucking house, and I jump up thinking, who's Andy fighting, and then there's Kelly there, and Andy and Kelly are into it. 
and Mick sitting on the couch just going, I'm like, whoa, what have I missed? And then, yeah, that was it. And that was that was five days later and I was like, five days ago you want to kill each other. So I was waiting for it to erupt again. And I don't think the surf community knew or the anyone knew that how much there was a bit of blood there. Is that the only language Mick speaks? Because I don't think I've heard him speak any other language. <laughs> Especially... He does. He goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how excited do you get when there's, like, the scent of a stink going on? You know what I mean? Don't, don't you, like, <laughs> you do. Yeah, I get so psyched. They're going to throw a bunch on. Yes. Hey, um, just want quickly, like, that, that moment and uh, Kelly blocking you, I mean, he came out and he said, you know, I didn't think Parker was that kind of guy. I didn't think he'd do that. Like, what was your relationship like that in the years following? Well, then I'm so glad I did it because when I went up against him in 2012, I said, don't underestimate me. So, fuck you, cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, but we can't move on from this photo and the guys at home can't see this, but we'll put it up on Insta or something. But the fucking fashion, this is the peak of the surf industry fashion. (laughs) In this photo right now. It was like a fucking arms race between Rip Curl, Billabong and Quicksilver of who could reach the ankles first with board shorts. <laughs> Look at that. There is not a fucking knee in sight on that podium. Whew. I'm so glad you look at it like that because I've looked at it completely different with so much emotion and you look at it like a fucking fashion show. It's look fucking it. steezy. You, you need to remember who you are. I don't even know who I am behind this mask. You need to know. You are surf core, not surf fucking fashion. <laughs> Mic drop. Here, here. of the night. Here, here. Ah, this Next. is coming along swimmingly. Ah. I knew we'd kick it off from the start. Ah, oh. did I spit on you guys? Sorry. Hey, um, let's go to the next shot. (laughs) I'm not worried he can't read these notes. Joel, uh, this is a shot I want to take you back to because 2012, it's your year. And um, this was uh, uh, the Vulcan Fiji Pro and uh, you guys would remember it's sort of the thundercloud swell, right? And so it's just this building beast, this purple blob coming out of nowhere and the WSL has to make a decision. Was the ASP? It was WSL by then, right? Don't know. Anyway, the call was made to uh, shut it down and uh, you and Mick paddled out and a handful of other guys. I just want to know what your memories are of this day and uh, whether it was the right call at the time. Oh, mate. <laughs> Remember, Ash was letting fucucking untying jet skis that were shifted for weeks. Up the chair. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's <laughs> all. But, um, guys, this was a, uh, uh, the greatest day in surfing, one of the greatest days, and it was it was the great right thing to do. They made a call. It would have been a three-hour heat tops. Um, we were lucky enough to witness some of the best surfing ever, like the be- biggest, best waves I've ever seen. And it was the first time I've ever seen a wave that actually pulled reef stones as big as this table off the bottom, and wow. it was an incredible thing. So, I mean, there's not much you can say. Everyone's heard it and saw it and felt it and... I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things. I listened to the Ockcast, and you, you made a good point. You said Fiji was the winner out of this swell. Yeah, it's a good point, man. Like, I mean, fuck, imagine if they had around the comp. We wouldn't have seen stuff like Cole Christensen's 
pit, Ramona Viro, like so much. That, that, you're right. It was really the craziest day of big wave surfing in history, man. It probably still is, right? Paddle surfing. Canadian club. Canadian club for the 2012 world champions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, can you just describe for us, because everyone in this room has watched that swell, you're right. We, we know about it. We were, we've seen it all. We've heard everyone talk about it. But I want to know what it was like to actually catch one, to spin with a lump of swell like that coming at you and to actually paddle into it. Oh. Was it hard? I, I, I mean, it's hard to deter... Okay, so after this wave, I ate shit and then I broke my leg rope and I swam out and I jumped on a guy's boat and I was swimming through... Within about five minutes, the wave that Mark Healy went over, went, went and bailed on, his, his, um, the 30 to 40 foot wave he rode, it broke and it broke up corals like that I've never seen, but it also no. made this smell. Like, a, I, I don't know if you've ever smelled like an algae bring up from the bottom of a pool. It was, it was incredible and it's something in surfing I've never seen what? is when a, when a freakish, you know, they talk about those, um, what are they called when, um, waves. There's certain waves, and then there's the um, the big wave. Yeah. What do they call that? Um, Poseidon. Not a set. Not a set. It's something more than a set. It was just ex- astronomically bigger than anything else, and and that's what. Oh, rogue, rogue wave. Rogue right? wave. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, one, yeah. Rogue wave. I remember that from the perfect storm. It was. It, it was. It was. It was dead spout. It was. Um, it was Richard Gere in the perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure what you were smelling wasn't Mick Fanning's breath after his fourth skull drag on Namotu? <laughs> Could can have we, been. Can we not talk about him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting there. We're getting there, mate. All right, the next He's shot. Let's go me. there. Now, for you folks at home, this is one of, like, I think one of the most, probably one of the best photos ever taken in pro surfing. It's a shot of Joel at Mandaka in 2009. And his wife, Mon, is hugging him, consoling him after a first-round heat. And what I love about this shot, Joel, taken by Shorty, is this shows you who comes on the ride when there's a world title campaign going on. It's so much bigger than one person. It's so much... You know, it's not just fans of surfing riding with you. It's everyone on your inner circle. What yeah. does this photo bring up for you when you look at it um it's more than what you go on the ride with it's more to me you show all your good sides but it's when you show your weaknesses and to me i've shown my weakness to my you know my fucking angel to me and monica and we've so that mate it's when you show you know i was solid the whole way through me losing until i got to her and i finally got to break down so this is can you describe sort of like the year leading up to this point because uh, people at home who are listening on the podcast obviously can't see the shot. But you were on a roll. This yep. is 2009. Three out of five wins. And then obviously the ankle injury. Then you went all brazo in, in, uh, in Bali there trying to do air revs and shit and it just didn't really pan out for you. Stick <sighs> to the points, bruh. You know. <laughs> shit, you don't think I lose sleep over that? or what? <laughs> But, mate, um, you know, we know about the injury, but then, you know, it was tough, right? Because trestles, France, and then Spain. This was in Spain. This is three events later after my ankle injury and not being able to surf. Um, and just 
I was a mess, I was a loss, I was done from a from looking at the fucking golden statue cone piece winner that you are <laughs> to basically you know, like that's what I felt like. And then mate, it was it was a devastating moment and it was a realization. But it was to me, this was rock bottom because I went to a rehab facility uh, for a sports re- rehab facility after this where I worked on my ankle and dug it out for a few weeks in France and, and got my body right and got my ankle right. And, um, yep, that was... It, that it's was a, mate, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm on a tear up on that photo. I'm uh, sorry. It's yeah. mental. Like, you know, what was it, a grade two ankle ligament tear? And you, you surfed through it. Like, that's fucked up, man. That's, what, what, what kind of pain were you in? Oh, I had a quarter zone shot before this heat. It did nothing. I was in so much pain. It just sucked. I couldn't make a thing. So, um, yeah, I came back and they told me I was going to be three months and I tried to surf at a month and it was just shit. And what were the doctors saying at that point? I mean, you're surfing through an injury where you really just should be laid up, right? They must have been just going, man, there's not really much point. Like Either surgery or three months. And I said, I don't have three months. I've got, uh, I've got three weeks and I'm surfing. Fuck. A few, a few months ago at the Burley Single Fin, uh, we were talking, yeah, at the Burley Boys. Any in the room? No one. <laughs> the champs here. But um, we were talking to uh, Oki, Tom Carroll, uh, Bainey, and everyone was saying what a great man you are outside of surfing, as well as being a great surfer. But... I just want to give a shout out to Mon Parkinson. I think she's here. I saw her walking through the crowd because this yeah, is this sums up everything about pro surf, and that is awesome. This is like the dedication, man. And I mean, she's got everything to do with your success as much as you do, right? One hundred percent. I mean, there's probably some people out there that do it as a team and will do it as whatever, but I do it as by themselves, but. Mate, oh, this is my team here, and yeah, that's him. <laughs> I love you, brother. There you go. Yeah, have a gold cone piece, Trev. That's for you, mate. All right. Sorry, my dad's a legend, but he's a monster on the piece. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Give but it up for Trevor. It's going to sound good on the podcast. Yeah, okay, we've been invaded by... All right, yeah, thanks. I've never understood why you've been kicked out of every place in Cooley. I've never known. <laughs> hey, guys. Take it off, Trev. From, from probably like one of the hardest moments of Parco's life to this. Let's hear it, folks. The 2012 World Champ. Beating Dubgo at Doppipolina. Are you kidding me? Hey, uh, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, most of us in this room are probably the same age, barring the champ who's about 180. But I reckon Joel Parkinson winning the world title was one of those moments that all of us just went, fuck Yeah! Because it wasn't just about a guy. It was about, like, the best surfing you'd ever seen in your life. Rewarded over an entire career. It had to get rewarded. It had to. Imagine if it didn't, man. The universe would just have no justice born, mate. 
Parker, tell us about this moment. I, I want to be there because we've all seen it. Tell us about that. Re- was it relief? Was it stoke? Where were you at in your head? Shit. Um, this is just a, this is a really fast moment of my world title. This was dead set, putting my arms in the air and fading back down to, to my later life, it felt like. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say, but that was such a fast moment, that photo. But what, what went on from that moment on to hitting the beach to, to everything was, uh, yeah, fuck. It's what my life's been today. I, I, just, I don't want to take any shine off the wind, but Surfcore was just yawning because it was pre-2004. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually had a question, but what do you do, like, between being out the back and getting in, there's, like, the actual getting in at pipe, which seems like the most skits and terrifying thing to do ever. Like, does anyone ever, like, eat shit coming in from, like, a win like that? Like, because you're just not thinking about Jerry it? Jerry Lopez uh, was coming in one day on his single fin and went over a bit of backwash and it, his board flipped upside down. He got impaled on the fin and it punctured his, like, colon or something. Is it? Cruised around with a colonoscopy bag for like months, man. It's one of the most fucked up injuries I've ever heard of. <laughs> I've actually got that in my deep storage in the court. The what court year museum. was that? Tell me. Ah, uh, fuck. Seventy something. I don't know. Seventy something. Do you just actually ask me how to get in from the break? <laughs> <laughs> no, like maybe not this one because I remember it was like real dog shit that time. But like when it's actually <laughs> pumping, like good pipe. <clears throat> Like, because that was, like, real shit that year, wasn't it? Like, you still won it fair and square, but it was pretty much D-Bar. <laughs> <laughs> yep, man. No, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no, like, I fucking, like... The... Have this, this is yours from Big Trev. <laughs> <laughs> What's Big Trev dropped in that Canadian club, though, man? That's why I'm giving it to him. <laughs> <laughs> this is yours, drink. That's I wonder what Trev's having. Sure you can't get it through. Yeah, I'll need a straw for this fucking gimp mask I'm wearing. No, Did I don't... you borrow that from Bruce Lee? <laughs> Actually, nah, but that, I've seen him rocking one. It looks red hot. Um, anything you want to say about the world title moment, mate? Oh, mate, I don't know. I know you've done it a thousand times, but I mean... What about the party? Did you fucking send it or what, Parker? <laughs> Did I? I mean, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I did. Yes, I did actually. It's honestly really hard for me to get up here and talk about surf contests when I'm so anti-surf contest at the moment. So, very um, much. Can I just? Say we'll that? get there. We'll get there. All right, let's talk about your brewery then, mate. <laughs> yeah, so, let's go there. I'm interested to know, Porco. Uh, all right, so you've you've opened a brewery, and I was crunching the numbers. And I figured out, you know, between you and Mick, who's the co-owner, you're probably averaging around, what, 500 to 600 burns on the Superbank a year. So that's, uh, I mean, five to 600 burns a year, that's definitely 600 customers lost. Um, maybe more if they can convince their mates to stop drinking the beer. Over four to five years... That's you know that's a that's a serious budget deficit. Have you added that into your end of year profit margins or? Uh... That might be why I do not surf here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't surf here at all. I surfed snapper once this year, one one surf, and I did not drop in on anyone. But I did get dropped in on by someone here, Dog Marsh, who's here tonight. I did get dropped in on by Dog. So fuck, I love Dog Marsh. Oh, he's I, the man, mate. 
That's a story. That's what a, a scoop. Story. We'll get dog on the, on the program. But, um, Paco, uh, this photo, I want to talk about it. It's the classic shot. Everyone knows what it is. Big soul arch in the pit. Probably the best pit ever seen behind the rock. Who'd you fade to get this one, Yeah, Paco? who'd you fade? Who was it? Nobody. Actually, the water police almost. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Gary Conehead was trapped on the inside. Copping a 20-footer to the dome. Cop that, Conehead. Uh, so I actually, this wave, yeah. But Mick was that wasted and drunk on the jet ski when he said, this is the best wave of the day. And I went, no, nah, not this one. It's a closeout. And he goes, go. So I jumped off the ski and grabbed it and was lucky enough to get this. Mick was blind the on the police. ski. That's unbelievable. I, I want to know, is that the best photo of your entire career? Yep. There you go. Best shot of your career. <laughs> Fucking hell. Break the internet. It's such a trip out, man. It's so bizarre that that happened at Snapper. Like, what is that, a fucking 10-foot stand tall? Like, just so blue. It's just a bizarre freak of nature, man. What did it look like on the inside? It was amazing. It had a drawer out, had another section in front. and um, it, I, I mean, I've probably seen a couple of waves out there before try and do that, but that was the one I was just lucky enough to get to. Sick. Oh, mental. Kidding me? Righto, folks. What about a round of applause for uh, the introduction to the show? And uh, now we're going to get stuck into our regular segment, and it's presented by Billabong. It's called... Finger buns are just sitting in a room. They're sweet and sticky and absolutely delicious. Finger buns, finger buns, feed your face in your finger buns. Hey, um, so it's a very special edition of Finger Buns and it's going to be done completely by Surfcore 2001. I just saw a pipe master in the room, Kieran Perro, pipeline master. Yeah, okay, oh, Suffolk Bakery's oh, finest. He nearly threw it away, but he got it back, thank God. Surfcore, take us through the Finger Buns. It's, what is it exactly, Evan? Yeah, boys, uh, pretty hard to pick, uh, just a... Five moments in the life of uh, Joel Parkinson, uh, Maxim's Bachelor of the Year in 2003. Two decades <laughs> of uh, competitive uh, mental fortitude, bells, triple crowns, pipe masters, you name it. World title, obviously. Countless iconic sections. Free as a dog, three degrees, momentum under the influence, to name a few. On top of that, obviously an endless list of mouth beer fueled tales of nocturnal debauchery. So let's begin. <laughs> 2002 Quickie Pro. Parco, the little boy from Nambour with a nose like a Greek plasterer. <laughs> Five days off the piss was all the training required to rinse and inform an only partially bold goat. Upon victory, Parco and Darren Hanley take a PWC victory lap of the crowd. Subsequent imagery supplied by Peanut, Mr. Clips, is used by Constable Gary Conehead to revoke DH's fun boy license. <laughs> that same week, Joel has his 21st birthday, 50k in the bank, and all his mates ripping in. How many mouth beers did you cop, mate? I heard it was a mellow and sophisticated affair. <laughs> Tell us about that night. <laughs> Oh, yeah, shit, that was the best question I've ever been asked. 
Was that an intro or a question? What was that? The question was, how many mouth beers did you have the night after you wrapped up the Quickie Pro? I had quite a few. I had a yard glass. My uncle Daryl there, I think in... Is that Westy? Is that Westy? I think Westy. So, no um, way. Daryl, deep Daryl. That was it. That was my uncle and one of good mates at Westy. So, yeah. Did you piss the bed? I'm not going to... Shit the bed drunk, I believe is the term. Now, in all honesty, 2002, winning the Quickie Pro on the home turf, how'd it go? It was awesome. It was great. Uh, Are we talking about my birthday or the comp? Well, they happened the same week, I'm told. I can see the rashy in the background, so this is obviously after. Uh, About three weeks later, but uh, my birthday. All right. Okay, I blew that. (laughs) Here, here. It's your life, not mine. The rashy's in the... The rashy's in the back. Number four. Okay, this one's called BOP! Parker does a fucking hectic tarmac eroding, rubber melting, doughy and snapper rocks turning circle. I can't remember what he's celebrating here, but I'm confident that he executed this in an Aussie-made Holden wagon from the early noughties. While Parker is renowned for his parabolic roundhouse and rooster tails, he is no slouch when it comes to generating plumes of Bridgestone-scented smoke. <laughs> but some strooked fuckwit with no sense of 4225 pride or cool and gallant tradition dobbed on the Prince of the Tweed and Parco's licence was suspended briefly. In my opinion, when presented with a perfectly circular piece of bitumen in the view, with the view of surface paradise in the horizon and no cars parked in the handicapped zone, it should be a crime not to drop the clutch and fucking fang it like a mad dog. Well said, surf call. <laughs> Tell us, Parco, what did Constable Gary Conan have to say about your lordish fishtail? Wow. Wow. All right, honest truth. So it just happens to be myself, Mick and Dingo in the car, right? <laughs> and we're... F- Fuck, I did. I just dropped this heavy donut. Hazza was there. Hazza, where are you? Hazza. Hazza was there. Hazza was watching. I almost hit your brother's car when I did it. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But then, all of a sudden, there's one... It was howling nordly. This is when our town wasn't as crowded as what it is today. There's one other person running the beach at Snapper, and they see me. They chase me to my house here on the hill, and it's an off-duty copper. So, oh, one of them. Gary no Conan idea. himself. Yeah, the go- that fucking Gary dickhead. Anyway, <laughs> so, so anyway, I've, I've grabbed, my, my, my gate was closed, but the moniker had barked her car, or maybe my car, I can't remember, there, and I had this hot ride, and I was like, boys, I've got to move the car. Hold on, wait here. And I didn't realise the off-duty copper was chasing us. And I turn around and I just see Dingo shaping up to this guy. Oh. And, and then I see Mick face down, arms behind the back, arms gone. And I'm like, get him. Oh, and he goes, I'm an off-duty cop. And I went, well, I'm fucked, aren't I? So, <laughs> and that was it. Huge. Deep core knowledge. That's what we got you on the show for, sir. Number that story wasn't told in a post-heat interview last year. Where was it? Uh, but then I ended up in a paddy wagon and then Monica come out going, where's Joel? And I'm like, in here, babe! I'm in the paddy wagon! 
That's not me. Fuck that is you. Of <laughs> That's just what came up on Google. <laughs> Honest. All right, next slide. All right. Oh, that you, oh, what, oh the video's working. Mental. All right, number three. Big punt energy. <laughs> Gentlemen, I am no connoisseur of above-the-lip surfing, but fucking hell, Bicycle shook me to the core. <laughs> Firstly, Bicycle Girl, now Matt McHugh from The Beautiful Girl's Wife, was the subject of many a wet dream of mine, <laughs> leaving me almost sockless most of my adolescence. <laughs> but mainly, the image of Joel Parkinson boosting is seared into the collective mind of the Y2K core grom. The big lofty dutz with his signature smooth style wrapped Dudes. in the iconic scrotum eroding neoprene of a billabong oscillator springy. <laughs> Aerial surfing like postmodern art. I don't know what, I, what I'm looking at, but I know what I hate. And I do not hate this. And I've read allegedly that before this aerial, that day, you landed an even bigger punt, but no one captured it on film. Vaughn, I heard you were there. Do, can you testify? I hear you testify. Praise the surf corps! <laughs> no, it's just tell us about this it, bloody air. Well, it, was just a, it was just a... Paco paddled out. We were doing Bicycle for Waves magazine. We first... Uh, videos that were actual VHS cassettes stuck on the front of magazines that it's... Anyone know what a magazine is? They're pretty much dead too. Um, But Paco paddled out with... uh, Who were you with? Aussie, Taj and James Caddo. And uh, his first wave, he landed this monster oop, apparently bigger than that, and uh, no one had set up their cameras and it was just lost. And these days, you miss a clip, you're going to get fucked by whoever's surfing, right? I mean, no one's... No one's, like, copping that anymore. But in those days, it was just par for the course. But luckily, on the next wave, Parco stomped the second one. History was made. Surfcore had a wet dream. Everyone went home happy. Iconic moment. Next slide. Number two. All righty. Parco, I might need your help with this one because this is all calling out a gossip girl, but... Number two of finger buns, Parco's Paces, a responsible drinking campaign where Parco pleads with the thirsty core lords to pace their night out with some virgin mocktails. <laughs> I might have copped some Chinese whispers, but allegedly this endorsement was short-lived when images emerged of Parco loose-necking a salad bowl-sized margarita before a heat at the barbecue <laughs> with none other than the mad Hueys came to light. True? That doesn't sound like the exemplary behaviour of a working-class core lord from the Tweed Heads. Can you set the record straight there, Parco? Um. <laughs> Fuck, to be totally honest, those guys paid me like 150 grand for one ad. I was like, oh, fucking bad. <laughs> I, I will do a time-out campaign and stop you wearing that mask, whatever. For 150 grand, I was like... Lordish mocktails. I actually had one. They're pretty good. Next slide. Number one. Number one. 
2019, Parco's last gap year. Parco's hung the rashy up and after 20 years of competitive surfing, Parco is doing one last victory lap before slipping out of the swollen tongue customs and into the steel toe redbacks. Joel's been testing the waters of casual employment lately, doing cash in hand trench digging around the Tweed Coast doing the MBN. Also spotted throwing luggage at the Coolangatta Domestic Airport alongside core icon Margot. Paco plans to run out the rest of the year on Centrelink and Newstart before locking into a Cert 3 in landscaping at Tweedhead's TAFE. So, Paco, 2020, the year you pull your finger out and reconnect with the Aussie blue collar. What are you thinking? Get a forklift license? Maybe pouring boulders at the Cooley Hotel? Perhaps head down the coast of the McLean River and get into commercial fishing with Shane Powell. <laughs> How are you going to earn a crust, mate? I hate to see a bloke like you out of work and strapped for coin. What's the plan for 2020? Wow. Um, shit. Just let me get through 2019. <laughs> um, is this an honest question? Or have I got to answer yeah, this no, I'll like... stitch you up with the TAFE thing, but what are you going to do from here on out? <laughs> Mate, I'm still a surfer through and through. I'm still Billabong. I'm still a part of it. I don't... I mean, I've got a few other things on the boil, but, mate, I'm still... I'm still a grom at heart. I still look through the same eyes that you four look through with the grom eyes, so... Not those eyes, though. Not these eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they look like arseholes like... for eyeballs. <laughs> um, Fair. Uh, I've got a question from the gamote, Baney... World, world Masters champ. Can we hear it for the Gamote, folks? Up the Gamote! Up the Gamote! Uh, he, just, he just wanted to know... <laughs> Paul, he's on fire. He just wanted to know how long does he have uh, to win world titles before he start surfing in the Masters? I'm, yeah. I'm not going to surf in the Masters unless mixing them, so... Perfect. <laughs> so I won't, I mean... There's only one reason I need to beat some fucking dickhead, and that's uh, Mick Fanning, and I'll be there to do it. Folks, that concludes the first half of Ain't That Swell Live, the Parco Birthday Edition. Surfcore and absolute tear. Smithy, what did you make of that? Mate, that was mental. Oh, Surfcore, an absolute don of the surf literati a high-ranking member of the surfing commentariat. Mate, it's a privilege to have you here, Surfcore, really. So, folks? But uh, before we go on intermission, Vaughn, we have a bit of a giveaway. We've got uh, a surfboard here, a twinny. Oh, hey, folks, listen up. This is important if you want this board, Parco's so, uh, board. what's the go with this, Parco, this thing? Like, uh, as in, what is it? Uh, it's a JS. It's pulled from the wall of the factory, and it's a stock board. Parco stockboard, everyone. He's honest. Worth a mozza. So uh, basically, <laughs> we're going to give... <laughs> Go for it. Uh, we're going to give away this board. Uh, we have Wade Carmichael, the Gosford Grugs contest rashi from the event, and a slab of Vonu's finest. Now, to win one of these, we want you to come up with a limerick or a poem about this year, man, Joel Parco Parkinson. Now, if you don't know what a limerick is, I'll, I'll give you an, an example. Uh, you know, it's something like, uh, there once was a man from Calcutta who sat on his balls in a gutter. Uh, like that's, uh, there once was a man from Nantucket who sat on his balls in a bucket. 
Like, uh, you know, just something that rhymes, very basic. Uh, so whoever can come up with the best poem or limerick about uh, Parker wins a surfboard, uh, a slab of beer, or Wade Carmichael's contest jersey. That's right. So, the, yeah, the best three. So go grab some Vonus, grab some crates for your mates. We're going to have a 10-minute break. We'll be back to talk with another special guest who's coming up very shortly. Enjoy the break. 10 minutes, folks. Up the fucking swillions! G'day, welcome to the show. I'm Greasy, this is Lemmy. Today, we're going to be talking about dope youth. Lemmy, what do you fucking think? Hated it! Complete and utter unwatchable shit. I agree. It's a fucking mission to watch the moment it came on the fucking screen. Music was shit and the acting was even worse. First up, let's have a look at the cast. It'll be Kingswood Black. Too bloody aggressive. She sex? Not aggressive enough! Ah, ah Snick Pharaoh. Hello, Queen. Johnny's sick. Nice tits, but on a bloke, get fucked! So I know it thinks. Who? Next. Ricky's sick. He's had a little bit too much. Get a haircut. What about the support cast? Like fucking Groovy Avalon. Weedy Williams. And fucking Augusta Peebleby. Slinky Fox. Who the fuck are them fuck pricks? Fucking hopeless cat. Don't you suck. We rate it no stars. If you really want rock and roll, come and get Greasy and Lemmy's. Yes, Shredheads, Waxheads, Kooks and Barneys, we're back and we're having a bit of trouble getting Parker back up on stage. He's trying to exit the building stage left. So uh, I know it's his birthday. Maybe it'd help if we uh, sung him happy, happy birthday, the 2012 world champ. We keen? All right. Happy birthday, dear Pago. Happy birthday, dear... Yeah. I didn't remember how to sing this song. Happy birthday, dear Pago. Happy birthday to you. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. I was fucked. I forgot the words to happy birthday. I've definitely got CTE, man. Too many fucking games of rugby league. Don't play it, kids. Hey, uh, who wants Parko back, back up here? Can't, Joel. All right, well, uh, we're going to show a section out of Cluster from years ago, but uh, it's not working, so we're just going to call him straight out on stage. It's our next guest. He's on the 2019 CT. He's an absolute legend, two-time junior world champ. Jack Freestone, let's hear it! Settle down, settle down out there. People want to talk. Hey guys. Bit of shush, we've got Jack Freestone in the room. Wacko Jacko Freestone, kidding me? Howdy, fellas. Welcome to the nightmare. Thank you. 
Hey, mate, um, before we get ripping in, yep. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Swelliettes. There's not many of you, but big shout-out to all the girls in the room. Up the Swelliettes. Miss Fish. <laughs> shout-out regular wildcat. We love cat. the Swelliettes. Paco just said to me, am I here the whole time? Fuck! I want to go get busy. Fuck. Hey, um, all right, we're not leaving. Crew, we're fucking staying. But, uh, Jacko, mate, how honoured are you to be here? Very honoured. Very honoured to share the table, the mics, and uh, on, on Paco's birthday. Folks, if we may, just a bit of quiet, because we have a bloke who's, like, surfed in the first CT of the year. Jacko, you were a two-time junior world champ. You got on tour, and then you fell off. <laughs> yeah. Mate, what, how hard is it on that thing? Is it fucking brutal, or is it, like... Give us a bit of a scope because we all you, watch it. The CT or the we QS? There, no, I'm talking about CT. We sit yeah. there with our beers going, fucking kook, fucking kook. Do a turn, you fucking kook. Well, that sums it up. But We're fucking kooks. Not you, not you. No, we are. I'm yeah, talking about, well, I won't say. <laughs> but, um, mate, how, how is it on there? How hard is it? Like, I mean, you, yeah, you know, you've hard. come from an amazing junior career straight yeah. on and then you fall off. Like, what's the go? Ah, uh, yeah, that basically sums it up, how fucking hard it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very hard. Everyone says very fucking good. Now that you're back after a year of having to go grind it out again, like, how different is it? Is it, is it the same sort of ball game? Is it, are you sort of wiser, older, a little bit more learned? What's the go? Are you, are you surfing heats going, fuck these guys, I'm going to tear their heads off? Or are you actually going, <laughs> okay, yeah. I know what I've got to do now? Yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, fuck, I guess, yeah. It's like everyone goes out there with the same strategy, try and beat him. But, I mean, yeah, a year older, getting a clo- closer to 30, which is scary. Also, dad strength, I think, is playing a huge factor. So, yeah, I'm excited for the year. <laughs> Don't make excuses. About <laughs> <laughs> fucking time. Waiting for these questions. You're not feeling... You're not f- Fooling all these people. I am. That's You're exactly what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> You're fooling five people. They're exactly. fucking judges. That's it. That's, That's it. all you fool. Are five people. <laughs> the rest you don't give a shit about, okay? Love it. Yeah, I'm it. sorry, that's but it. that's the that's the honest truth about the tour. You've only got to fool five people. I'll five. say the same thing when I'm when I'm finished as well. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Hey, feel free to uh, crow peck, knuckle dust Chinese burn. You can go. You're, you're, you're the yeah. other boy. You can smash the grommy. Yeah. Go on. Hey, welcome. You know where he's from? And where I'm from? And you're right in the middle of fucking cool. <laughs> right Mate, I live here too. Welcome. Well, let's cut to the chase, Jacko. Yep. Now, yep. mate, you pulled the one. How did you do it? <laughs> Mate, I'm sitting across from you, and I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed that you haven't noticed my eyes. My, my beautiful blue eyes. That's how I did it. Which one of you guys? I honestly which one I don't know. Well, you're not, he's you're right. Not, they're dreamy. Hang they're on, dreamy. He's, he's not a bad sort. Which one of you two, when you lie in a bed at night, goes, God, you're punching above your weight? <laughs> Who do you think? Yeah. I can of answer course that. I do. I walked in a few times in Hawaii. <laughs> 
Remember that, Jack? Well, yeah, I do remember that. I'm sorry, sorry. I thought yeah, you were no. fucking, you snuck her in the back well, the door. Fucking, the, yeah, well, movie. the doors are made out of paper. The doors are paper thin, so, yeah. <laughs> Two minutes, bro, and you were just on the <laughs> nail styles. <just. laughs> hey, it's all we need. Jack, just, just for a moment, if we may, just oh. one moment of, of brevity. Um, like, what did you learn? After your first year, because you know, like everyone gets on there with dreams of being world champs. When you get knocked off, it must be a kick in the guts. Definitely, yeah, of course it is. Um, fuck, there's Marco no never knew that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I wait for something. I was um, thinking something different. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say I started with a tug. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There goes that friendship. <laughs> Sorry, I, don't, I love you like a brother, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything uh, no, no, but I tell just, us, seriously, how do you bounce back from, from that it was sort actually, of... It was actually pretty easy because at the same time I was uh, welcoming my first son into the world. So it made things a lot... Like, I got to prioritise, obviously, being a father. So, um, yeah, but it was still fucking very hard on the QS. Also trying to raise a kid. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking hard. That's what it was. But I guess having a kid, uh, I mean, it does changes your whole life. Perspective your, on everything. Your whole perspective. Yeah. And I guess a big change in that perspective, I mean, you're looking at pro surfing and then you're also looking at uh, a potential career of backbreaking labour if you don't manage to <laughs> crack the world tour within a couple of years. So, I mean, it's a good, it's a good rocket up here, isn't it, Jacko? <laughs> get grinding Definitely. or get on the tools, mate. That's it, yeah. I'm hopeless on the tools as well, so... Mate, are there any differences, like, noticeable? Now that you're back in the CT singlet, have you felt a different energy since you were there two years ago? Because it's like, you know, there's a big shift going on. John John wasn't there. Yeah. Brazilian Storm is pretty entrenched. Are you feeling that sort of change in energy from when you first qualified? Uh, not really, no. It's just all the same excitement and... Um uh, it's just strange seeing all the, the, the good surfers come up against each other so quick, which is cool. I don't know. It's more exciting. Everything's exciting. Did you change anything to get back on tour? Like, was there anything you had to refine I feel in like I feel like we keep asking the same question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean no, I, I think everything's the same. Yeah, like... It's pretty much, yeah. I guess when you talk about comps, <laughs> it all gets pretty fucking... Yeah, it, it gets pretty... Yeah. The, the QS is a grind. We'll leave it at that. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Here, here. Carry on. Move All right. On. Let's talk about let's talk about Cyclone Omar because oh. fucking you got coned out of your face hole on yeah. that thing. Yeah. Woo! Fuck yeah. Mate, like fucking just how much vision did you get during that cyclone? Uh, yeah, well, only two waves. I've been saying it for so long now, obviously since as well. I I waited fucking twenty six years for those waves, so. Yeah, it was good. It was a very good swell. Describe him on the inside. Describe exactly what you were looking at. Uh, I was looking at Joel, actually. Oh, loving whole, that. Yeah. I came out and I, I, did an, I said in an interview, I came out and did the old Joel Parker no claim claim in front of Joel accidentally. So. <laughs> What's that look like, Joel? What is a no claim claim? Oh, shit's me. But, uh, <laughs> uh, mate, I must say, like, um, there's a, the, the difference I noticed too is Jack's maturity. In surfing and uh, the will to wait, the will to back, and all those things—they're small things—and I don't want to go on with them or bore you with them. But I noticed that this year, and I think um, that's that's a big thing to have—is 
you might grow up in life, but if you can grow up as a competitor, like surfing's a different thing. Surfing, surfing, we all love it, but when you're competing, it's a different thing. And he's grown up a lot the last twelve months. Mate, I reckon that uh, when I first saw Jack qualify, I was like, oh, this guy could win bells. Like, I mean, you've got a relationship with that wave similar to Jay Bay. Do you, do you reckon this guy could turn it up? I like, mean, the clip you dropped the other day was just sick, man. That board looks sick. Your timing's mental. I really think that this guy could do fucking something special at bells this year. Do you, you feel believe it? Do you believe? Of course I do. If you believe you can yeah. win bells... Fucking, there's a couple of kooks from Cool and Gutter. They <laughs> once thought it too, and they own five of the things. So, believe it. There it is. Yeah. So believe it. If you believe it, if you believe your own bullshit, so are those other five pricks in that tower up there. They'll believe it. I love that one. Uh, how do you feel about bells, mate? I, I, I don't know why. I just felt like you, you got a, you got that thing with it. Some guys struggle with bells. Other guys know it. Do you feel good down there? Uh, definitely. I mean, I feel like it, it, I've been getting that a lot since I just dropped that one clip. Um, <laughs> that's the only wave I've ever had out there in 10 years. So hopefully I can get a few more of those in, <laughs> over, the, over the event. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I, I think all Australia, just everyone's got a special connection with Bells. What's your goals for the year, man? I, I, I fucking hate to throw it at you in front of everyone here, but the Swellians want to know because fucking everyone has a fantasy surf team. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, like, what's victory look like for you at the end of the year? I, I definitely want to win a world title. Fuck yeah, boy! On your chaco. Sick mad. That's Sick. the answer. So you're going to get a bit of cunning in you or what, man? You're going to psych up? How are, going to, how are you going to win a world title, Jack? How are you going to take their fucking head off or what, mate? You just do heaps of podcasts. <laughs> Jack. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. 70% first turn, 80% second turn, 90% third turn. Just finish off your last turn. There it is. Oh, there's a coach. All right. Absolutely massive. We've got some of the finest surfers in the world up here, folks. If we can just have a little bit of quiet for these, this panel. Uh, we're about to get into this section. This is another regular. It's called Unders and Overs. It's under or over. I can't wait to hear Jack's opinion on this. All right, Italo's there. Did you get the score or what? What's the go? Ooh. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. We'll throw it over to the Swellians. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Hey, uh, before we get into this, this debate, everyone gets quite passionate about scores and all this stuff. Folks, guys, listen up for one second, please. The WSL, the Woozle, is the sickest fucking thing on this planet because the fucking... It's free. It's the best surfers in the world. It's competition, and we all get to fucking enjoy it. What the fuck are we complaining about? Yeah. Give it up! Come on! <laughs> it's pretty fuck. mad. You gotta Mate, admit. fuck. It's like, gives me a reason to get up in the morning sometimes when I'm having a bad day. I'm not joking. A couple of, like, you know, if we're going to debate scores, fucking that's fine. But let's, like, put it in its place. Am yeah. I wrong? Absolutely, man. I mean, for me, you've got to be a bit of a sociopath to disagree with a panel of five people when you're the only person. So, I mean, I tend to always side with the judges. 
but surfing's entering a weird phase. Or it's you know it's in incrementally getting there. But now we're there where you're kind of comparing apples and oranges. And to me, I don't know. It's just an awkward time. I don't know how you how you compare. You know, kind of lateral chop hopish airevs to. Well, I just think big that turns like, and big hacks like Gosford Grug versus Idolo. I mean, it's, have your opinion. It's almost like different genres. So have your opinion, but don't let it lose sleep over it, and don't start hating crew over it because it doesn't fucking matter. It's just fucking something that we all get to enjoy, and fucking we should celebrate champions. Fucking bad calls, they piss you off from time to time, but fucking we get to enjoy it for free. I want a fucking round of applause for the Woozle in here. Give it up, up the Woozle, keep it free. Surfcore, I know you only care about the ASP. What's your thoughts? Yeah, that time Phil Macker got underscored by Perry Hatchett in uh, Trestles against Kelly. That was the most fucking dog act I've ever seen. But no, um, Italo's air, I don't know. Didn't really get a credit card under it. Wasn't very high. Um, He kind of has this weird, like, Latin American pop sensation aesthetic that I'm not really buying into. Um... But yeah, it's kind of fucked that they even ran a comp in like two foot onshore D-bar, like the final. It felt like I was watching like D-bar club rounds, except like Nick Vasicek and Luke Dorrington would have been in it and putting it on rail. So for me, I'm going to have to go massive under uh, on Italo's air. Jack, you surfed in the comp. I mean, like for me, I, I, I don't know, like the air didn't really make the grade that's, but when you watch the whole thing in I don't know it's, it's hard to put in perspective because that photo doesn't do that air justice but as, as a guy who can do full rotors what's the deal did you, did you score I it? think technically they're a harder move but you've got to score what's happening in that specific heat and the wave that Kolohe just got before that that I don't know if there's a photo of it was it was a bigger air on a bigger wave I, it, it's it's too hard to say. Like everyone's got their own personal opinions of it. I I think get off the pits, Freestone. It's fucking yield, hard. Get off yield, the pits. Yield to the crowd. <laughs> he didn't get the score. He didn't get the score. That's it. Under. Yeah, I think everyone in the room thinks it's an under. Yeah. Everyone's saying it's an under. It's I, under. I don't care about you know five forties, three sixties, eighties. It's height. If you're going to do an yeah. air, it's all about height. Yeah, technical shit doesn't matter to me. Like, grab it wherever you want, but fucking height matters, just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So look, I, I didn't give it the score. I thought uh, Italo did ten attempts at that before he made one, and that really just started dropping the scale down for me. I feel for Kaloe. I feel like brother fucking deserved that win. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Italo was really lucky to get past Geordie as well. So yep. I love the I love the Brazilian Storm. I'm a fan, but I mean, it's not the it's that not, was a tough one for me to. It's swallow. not the first bad call in history, right? No, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I say, I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm still yeah. stoked for Italo. I'm just exactly that's what I mean. All I care about is that Joey Tapel is in the room. Can I get a round of applause? Big shout out to and Joe. And I'll tell you something. Fucking hell, mate. Like, we all sit there on our computers going, you know, yeah. this guy's great, this guy sucks, that's not the score, this and that. That guy does a fucking service to surfing yeah. and he is a great. dead yeah, fucking legend. And so does all the team. 
And I want to give a shout out to Hendo as well, wherever the fuck he is. He's a fucking legend of the Swillians! So anyway, uh, not the score, but I'm not losing sleep. Italy number one, I can deal with it. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. But under, huge under. Surfing in the Olympics, uh, it's coming, and this year is the qualifying year. And uh, it's, it's big news. Like, I mean, if you agree with it or you don't, we're going to be dealing with it, Smithy. How do you feel? Uh, look, uh, yeah, look, I don't know, man. I'm still undecided about this one. I mean, it's going to blow surfing out to fuck, but uh, at the same time, it's going to be... It's going to be incredible to see it in the Olympics, see a bunch of uh, waxhead degenerates walking out there with the rest of the athletes uh, carrying flags and whatnot. It's going to be a trip out. Um, I mean, the teams, what, what, what are we looking at? Brazil, Italo, Gabby? Uh, yep. Yeah, the uh, States? Like right now, if the Olympic teams were going down right now, Brazil would be represented by Italo and Gabriel Medina. USA would be... Uh, John John and Kolohe. South Africa would be... This is if the teams were picked right now, or based on the ratings. And this is what it's based on at the end of the year. South Africa would be Geordie Smith and uh, Sean Thompson. (laughs) Greg Emsley. That's the only... Oh, Greg Emsley. That's right. Thank you. What about Ricky Busnett? Uh, And Australia, I think, would be um, the Evoker Jesus... This is based on the ratings. And the skullet from the south coast of Kalbara, Owen Wright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as far as I can tell, Smithy, it's just a gold rush for Australia because no one's beaten that fucking guy. <laughs> the White Walker. Uh... While we're here, we may as well just uh, bring up... Can we go back to the Evoker Jesus? The top-performing Aussie so far. Can we get a round of applause for the fucking Gosford Grug? What a dead-set legend. Hey, are you kidding me? How was the chunks he was throwing? They to- are you kidding me? They told me he was on, a, uh, on, on some kind of fitness regime, on some kind of uh, diet, mate. I saw him doing the runaround uh, during Tropical Cyclone Omar, and I don't know what diet he was on, maybe the Gosford Dirty Bird diet, but he was looking absolutely massive. And, thro- <laughs> mate, and credit to him, I love a big man who throws it around, man. It's, it's refreshing. Pancho Sullivan style, you know, just fucking huge meat hacks. But you kind of expected uh, almost a meat chunk to fly out of him. He was... When he was laying it on rail. Hey, um, My favourite surfer on tour at the moment, though, I'd have to say, the Gosford Grug, the Evoker Jesus. Yeah, free zone. Look, I, I, I'm not asking surf call because Powley and Herring aren't going to qualify for the Olympics, so we've just got to accept that. Sorry, mate. Or are that? they? Or are they? <laughs> I'm back and I saw Shane the other day and he's looking kind of trim. Just... <laughs> Pacing around real paranoid on Kennedy Drive. like <laughs> He's on the Dome diet, perhaps. Hey, um, how much is the, the Olympics playing into your thoughts for the year? Like, is it something you want to be 
part of when you, you know, because at the end of the year, the top two Aussies qualify for the Olympic team, right? Yeah. So yeah. is it in your brain? Um, not really, no. I just, I don't think it's set into anyone's brains yet because it hasn't actually happened. So we don't know what is going to happen with the Olympics and surfing. So until it takes place, I think that's when everyone will kind of figure it out. I don't know. For me, it's not in the back of my mind at all. But, but imagine it. Yeah, I know. You walk out. Yeah. You've got the trackie on. The Kathy Freeman one? <laughs> oh, that'd be surf so iconic. Yes, yeah, that would be good. Oh, the Thorpey suit, too, in the surf. That'd be mental. Just <laughs> neoprene weddy. If I can take you there, walking into the into the Olympic Stadium and, like, you know, being surrounded by this the biggest sporting event in the world, like, and you're that representing Australia. Weird. Yeah. How's that going to f- process in your brain? I don't know. How would it process in your brain? I wouldn't be there because I'd be <laughs> fucking with Smivy out the back. I'm going to have to say massive under. I reckon Australia should boycott the Olympics. (laughs) So fucking struck. But if we're going to do it, at least put some fucking core lords in there. I don't care if we have to send some fucking pocket coffee to the IOC diplomats and we get fucking... I want to see the core lords in the golden green tracksuit. I'm claiming Brano... Dave Nielsen, Pam Burridge and Jody Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> because, guys, the Olympics is the fucking apocalypse of surfing. If we don't show cunts that it's counterculture and it's a fucking fringe sport, then it's going to become this fucking strooked, like, ESPN sport, like, footy and soccer and shit. So I want to see fucking durry smoking cunts Walking around, I want to see fucking Brano headbutt an IOC diplomat for enforcing non-smoking in the Athletes' Village. Massive under. Here, here. Well said. Uh, where's Parker to keep this shit on track? Or is he absolute toast already? Don't know where he went, man. But uh, the Red Bull Airborne series, I mean, for me, I'm going to give it an over. I kind of, I, I kind of loved it seeing a bunch of tatted up, you know, punt freaks, uh, you know, Chipper Wilson, Matt Miola. I know Chipper pretty well, and those eyes were looking pretty slitty on the broadcast. I think he might have been on the, <laughs> might have been on the Capricorn. Uh, but yeah, I, I was a fan. I'm going to have to give it an over, Vorno. Uh, yeah, I like it. I reckon it's good. But uh, I mean, there's a little bit of a. Conflict of sort of like interest going on when you're saying fuck the WSL on one hand and then surfing heats on the other. <laughs> but I reckon, um, you know, I reckon I'm a big fan of uh, seeing the best airs go down. I thought that like for guys like fucking Reef Hazelwood to just come out and showcase what he can do in a WSL Mental. heat. But this is where I reckon it works is like guys who don't get to surf in that structure and with a, a WSL, it gives them the opportunity to show a huge audience just what they're capable of. And I reckon that is fucking yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like, Reef Hazelwood was like a full-blown revelation in that entire yeah. event. And, and, but it came from airs because he got in based on the fact that he was those big drifting sort of shifties that he was doing over in Hawaii. And yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's really good to see uh, all-inclusiveness happening within that framework. Got a Spono great. deal out of it on Hurley now? Yeah, got now. a Spono deal, yep. And, um, that he was unsponsored. Well, the, the, the Billabong guys are here if you want to ask them. Oh. They're just over there. Oh. 
Damn. It's not a burn. It's not a burn at all. I, I went on a surf trip with Reef when he was super young, and he was just like, like you could just see it coming. He was so damn good. But uh, what do you reckon, Jack? I mean, you saw him surf. And what do you think of the Airshow Series too? as a guy who knows how to fucking stomp a, a full rotor? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's exactly what you said. I think it's a pretty sick place for all those guys to get opportunities where they usually wouldn't. So, yeah, like you've seen what came out of it. Like Reef, uh, he, you know, killed the, the, the actual contest. He killed the, the Red Bull contest and then freaking got a sponsor out of it, which is huge. Nice work. Okay. Surf Core, anything to say? Yeah, just touching back on... Um... <laughs> What Jed had to say about uh, Chip and his red eyes, as, um, his, uh, as Chris Wilson's uh, PR manager, I'd just like to say they were just pterygiums. Uh, Chris using Bar, that for decades. Christopher Wilson is a responsible and focused athlete, and the only powerful herb that he is burning is aromatic sage in his meditation dojo. Ask Jack and ask Stace Goldbraith, about the professional decorum that Chipper brought to the Boxing Day beer bash battle. He was in fine form, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, Chipper uh, had a fucking melt that day. Hey, but as, as a world tour surfer, I mean, obviously the event was won by Italo. You're risking a lot competing in an event like that, uh, ankle ligaments being the most obvious, you know, potential thing to snap, as Parco showed. How, how do you feel as a tour surfer competing in a format like that? Is it worth the risk? I mean, yeah, for $20,000, yeah. <laughs> I think anyone will do an air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah, like you saw the best guys. No one's get, no, everyone at that level kind of knows how to do an air and not get hurt. So, yeah. When there's 20 Gs up for grabs. I think that's a good point, it. man. I mean, when you see skateboarders and the shit they do, they just know how to fucking burn. Yeah. Like, if they snap it, they you fucking know, how to, know how to fall. Yeah. And I think that's probably creeping into surfing now that airs are becoming, you know. But, I mean, I've got no time for the air rev. I'm pretty much done with it. Yeah. You? Uh, How do you feel about it? I mean, if it's I'm high, I'm down. Yeah. If it's high, but yeah. like a shorey punch on the final move. <laughs> Fuck that. Under. That's right. Fuck that. <laughs> all right. Are we almost at the... Oh, what do we got? One more? I think there's uh, one back there, TJ. Oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. Hey, so Kelly Slater, where's Parco? Is he coming back on? Or has he done the runner? Oh, Kelly Slater. What are you thinking? Where is he? Oh, Kelly Slater. Bjorn is not here for this. So listen, Kelly Slater, first event of the year in a year that he said it was going to possibly be his last. And possibly, but... Finishes, like, you know, with a dud result. Like, what does this do to your mind as you're sort of focusing in on maybe a last world title? I'm sure in his mind he thinks that's what's possible. Talking about Kelly? Yeah. Kelly Slater. Yeah. Is, is he thinking about a world title? Where's Paco? Also, I want to say from Slater, I just... I, I just want to see him at 60 years old, this shrunken, skeletal sultana just getting stand-up pits at Chopes and Pipe. Can you imagine how fucked up that's going to be? Like, that's what's going to go down. Like, this dude's still going to be getting stand-up pits when he's 60. Has anyone ever, yeah. like, achieved Does that? anyone ever mind if he finishes last or first? I couldn't care any less. It's almost he'll, irrelevant. He'll he's somehow get goat, the injury bro. wild card. Isn't that what he does? Oh, well, let's move on. No one gives a fuck. No, I give a fuck. <laughs> Oh, hang on, hang on. Here we go. 
Surfport to speak. In my opinion, <laughs> Kelly Slater is wasting the time of the 13-year-old Thai children that manufacture his surfboards. When will Kelly Slater swallow his pride and beg Simon Anderson for another one of those magic sticks? Or has every shaper shut the gate on the goat and his surfboard industry suffocating pop-out empire? I would love to see Slater down at Bell's on that fucking 6-3 Simon Anderson fucking whacking it. Glass in fins. Or the plastic K2.1s. His choice. Let's see it fucking happen. I hope you guys fucking tell him that when you're interviewing him next podcast. Wasn't he meta sharp tonight? I can't even look at your head. <laughs> Freaking me out. Thanks, man. Hey, um, last one, Smithy, what do you got? Mate, uh Under Under over, folks. Under, under. alright, under. under. What was the question? I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> G-Bangers, a.k.a. the Bikini Bottom. Now, Jack, you're well positioned to answer this one, mate. I need to understand this, right? For the sake of the future of gender equality. So, it's important. Yeah. Bit of shush in the crowd. Bear with me, right? Yep. So, the women are out there in their bikinis and G-Bangers, and obviously, I'm a fan. Uh, I mean, what could be better than a side of peach with your daily dose of high-performance surfing? (laughs) And the women love it too because, uh, you know, so I've been told the tighter the bikini is, uh, you know, the freer the movement, less water getting trapped. It, <laughs> it just works, right? But uh, it really makes you think, you know, if the men are as determined to raise the bar of progressive surfing as they are, then why aren't they wearing Jeep hangers too? Far oh, yeah. Hey, before uh, we, that's a loaded question. Be- before we answer that, yeah. I just want to show you guys that men have nothing... To be ashamed of yeah. in the, you know, fact that they wear ankle-length board shorts. But let's have a quick look. I mean, there's a, a half-decent oh. body. That's Parco's body, Jack oh, Free's body. <laughs> and Fucking Australia. As luck would have it, as luck would have it, we've actually got a photo of, we've actually got a photo of Surfcore's body as well. Let's have a look at it. some sit-ups. <laughs> Cold water down on the south coast. So, um, I mean, if, you, if you're struggling on the ratings, if you're struggling on the ratings, uh, you know, you'd think that you'd be doing anything to get the edge on your competitors. And, I mean, you know, the likes of William Cardoso, Leo Fioravanti, perhaps even yourself, Jack, uh, depending on how the season goes. I mean, uh, could you see William, you know, whacking it in a G-banger or something? Like, just putting it up, putting it up. Sex sells. I feel like the, like the Brazos in particular yeah. would warm to this idea, the, uh, you know, the, the, the G-banger being their native attire there on the beaches of Florianapolis. They might feel a little bit naked without their native beach bat, but, uh, yeah, you know, is it over or under? G-bangers on men in, uh, on the wazzle. Yeah. Wazzle, G-bangers, over, under, go. More flexibility. Think of the benefits, Jack. Over? Get off the fence, Freestone! I live on the Get fence! Get off the fence! Jack Switzerland Freestone here. What do you know. got? I'm going to reverse it back to you. Over, under. Oh, it's a huge over. Freaks and G-bangers all the way. Free the schlong! Free the schlong! Over. Imagine, imagine Connor Coffins 
fly-eye <laughs> bottom turn. Just a couple of fly-eyes staring right at you as he's coming off the... Mate. Mental, why? I mean, in, in the name of that? gender equality, Vaughan, why have we not reached this stage? It's 2019. As an aside, I mean, I'd like to put it to the panel as well. Why are men so much more insecure about their bodies than women? I mean, uh, you know, the jugs, the peach, the Kemaly, the women let it all hang out while the men get around cloaked in what is essentially surfing's version of the hijab. Uh, I mean, what is this? Some kind of bizarro Islamic theocracy? I mean... I'm all for running, like, white boardies. White boardies get the prawn out. Mental. Over. Righto, folks. We're coming to the last section of the show. Thanks very much for hanging in with us tonight. Up the Swellians. This is it. Hey, uh, just quickly, has anyone written a poem? Has anyone got a poem or a limerick going? We're going to give a board away to the best poem. Because we got a board, a slab, and Wade Carmichael's double XL contest rashi to give DJ's away. DJ's down there with a the mic. Hey, folks, I want you to put your hands together for this man who's going to stand up. It's the wet lettuce, Danny Johnson. So Danny's going to come around and share the Parco poem to uh, win the twinny and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, this section, by the way, asks a question brought to you by Crates for your mates, Vonu. Get on the gear, the good gear, not the bad gear. Although if you've got the bad gear, come and talk to me and Smithy after the show. All right. Not farmies, but not into the farmies. Carry Does on. Anyone, has anyone actually written a poem? You got a poem? All right. What's your, na- what's your name and what's your poem? Uh, my name's Chris. I'm from Brizzy. Right on. Oh, come on. Oh, he's a battler. Give him a fair go. <laughs> there once was a man from Coolangatta. Sorry. There once was a man from Coolangatta. He's actually from the sunny coast, but that doesn't matter. Because as he's since shown, he gets mad coned. And when he, went, when he wanted J-Bay, he was fucking stoned. <laughs> Give it up for Chris or whatever his name was. Holy Give him the board. Shit. Give him the board. Very good, very good. Uh, what, wow. we've, we've started really strong. That was fucking cold. Who's Go next? Who else is going to step up? we got one deep. Where is he? Hold on, we got one deep first and we'll come back if you're confident enough. Have a cone piece, pal. What's Give your it name, a buddy, and uh, what's your limerick? Right, our limerick. Hush, 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 hush. Here we go. Shh, Dawn. Dawn. <laughs> there once was a man, or a boy from Nambour. He ripped, he shredded, he tore. Some said that his snorkel could take more than a forkful. <laughs> But it's his style that'll go down in folklore. Oh, oh fucking huge! Oh, huge! Wow! Holy shit! Who thought he knew this? The beat poetry of the Swellians is through the roof. That's fucking huge! Any, anyone deep? Anyone deep got any limericks back there? Anyone else? Any beatnecks? Mate, you said you had one. Don't backpedal. You got ah. one? He had one! 
Yes. What's your name and where you from? And let's get let's get poetry. My name's Giggy Giggy up the swellings. This is like an OG swelling. He's actually immortalized in the Ask Me a Question track. Listen carefully. There was a guy called Paco who had a few beers the Savo. He's got the best style that no one can deny. That's rough. And get me another oh, beer, yeah. cunt. <laughs> Holy shit! Geggy wins. I'll tell you what. Hey. He started off slow, but that last one fucking brought it home, right? Uh, Oregon, Oregon, we got number two as the winner oh, so hey, far. Hey, 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 let's put it to the swellings. Got... Let's put it to the swellings. Oh, yeah, good call. Number one. Does everyone remember what number? Everyone's just got memories like gold. There's too many gold cones going around the crowd. Let's try that again. Oh, you got one? Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We're going to start that all again. We've got one more contender. Ooh. Oh, late start, late He's start. He's standing up. What's your name? Uh, yeah, Bazzy. Bazzy? Yeah. Fuck. Pre-written. Not a freestyle. There once was a good cunt named Parko. <laughs> who watched his best mate punch a sharko. <laughs> he... He threw a few raps, smashed a few caps, and, <laughs> and, and laid the most rails since Margot. Yeah! Yeah! Huge Margot reference. Game changer. Michael Jordan from the free throw. Lenny, give him the board. Last man in gets the board. You know what? You can tell everyone that's just a stock board. Well done. I, uh, we got pr- we got prizes for all the four poems, guys. So come up after the show. Vonu packs, Billabong packs, Swellian packs. Couple of uh, hit Smithy up after the show, and I'll pack you up with a nug as well. <laughs> all right, hey, Israeli um, Hydro, fresh from Scum Valley. So we're gonna send we're gonna send this we're gonna send the wet lettuce out for you guys to ask a few questions. Freestone. Are there any swell? No, one's, no one knew there was this many swelliettes. Is there a swelliette in the room with a question for the boys? Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. Slovy's my name, Kira Border Riders is my game. KP, look at you, you can't work in the barbie last week. Oi, Greenhead, how'd it feel to get work from Parker tonight and have to shut your mouth for about 15 minutes? Yeah, it was pretty humbling. You actually hooted me into a wave the other day, you don't even know who I am, but that's mental, no. Um... (laughs) 
He's got more. He's got more. The Loke wants it's the more. It's a rap battle. You don't know who you're talking to either. I ain't got a mask on, fuckwit. Oh! Typical Cooley. Typical Cooley. That's like every conversation. Oi, let him talk. Let every, him talk. Every conversation I've had past nine o'clock ends exactly like that. <laughs> in this town. And past ten o'clock, it's with a schooner yeah, in the face. Yeah, it all worked half your, your, your material then, so whatever. That me. Give it up for this guy, everyone. Yeah, this guy. You. No, mate, to, um, to kind of give you... All right, who else got a question? Any swell- swellings up here? We got one deep. Pass it back to him. Pass How it back to him. How good's Cooley? I love this joint. Bit disappointed uh, not to see anyone in the crowd with face tats, uh, though. Is... <laughs> Saw a couple in Audi uh, moments ago, though. When, when do you boys think that um, literally... Oh, shit, I just... I it. You got a question? Let's hear it. Um, when do you think style... We'll come back into the the the, the criteria. When do you think style will come back into the criteria? Good question. Worthy. Have a gold cone, piece. <laughs> I thought they were hard to get, Smithy. Fuck, you're chucking them out like googs on a fucking Thursday, Arvo, back at Bondi, mate. When will style come back into the criteria? Yeah, I don't think it's ever left, but... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's always going to be there. Good answer, Jack. <laughs> I, uh, I want to I wanna give another shout-out. I don't know if he's still here, but uh, one of my heroes in the room, Ryan Callanan. Can we get a shout-out to the Ark There he is. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm out of cone pieces. Met him when... Met him when he was just a little bowl cut, looked like a uh, kind of a skinny lowy back in the day, kind of circa 1990 lowy haircut. Arkel. Arkel. Uh, and Jack, um, all of us in this room really wish you the best for the year, boys. Like, right. fucking bring it home for the fucking Yeah, board. right on. And bring it home. Not just, the, not just for Australia. Ryan's got a question. No, don't, don't just bring it home for Australia. Bring it home for the fucking Swellians. Up the Swellians. Up the Swellians. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you got a question for the boys or what? I didn't, but... Uh... <laughs> hey, while we got you here, Arkel, how are you feeling about this year? Tell us about your headspace. You're feeling good going to Bells. Hoyo actually mentioned, I don't know if anyone listened to the Newy episode yet. Hope you haven't because it's a fucking disgrace. But it's actually pretty sick. But Hoyo actually mentioned in that episode that Goofy Footers from Merriweather were fucking useless out at Bells. What do you say about that? Uh, my record in the past would suggest that's about correct. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I hope it could change. Um, Hoyo's obviously done well there and my coach, Dog Marsh, has got second there as well. So hopefully he can coach me through to a final. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dog Marsh finishing famously second to uh, Nikki, Nikki Wood, like two under-18-year-olds in the Bells, Bells final. That's fucked up. Like, seriously. Wow. That is mental. Yeah. Kidding me? What that's... were you doing when you were 18? Uh... <laughs> Man, I think I was uh, the captain of the Maroubra Lions rugby league team getting my jaw broken by the Redfern All Blacks. I was, uh, 
had titanium plates in, in there, yeah. It was great. And, and, and whacking the rip bowl at Bondi, obviously. Ah, uh, Cal, what are you hoping for down at Bells? What sort of swell? What sort of... What are you looking for? Winky, Bells, Joanna, what do you want? I've never been to Joanna. Um, the I shit house, don't go down there. <laughs> Uh, it looks like Pretty the swell answer. might be suggesting that we might be there, but bells would be great. I love the bowl. Big hand for Arcal, Jack Freestone. Uh, we got two pairs of child sunnies for the next two questions. Child, one of the proud sponos of the event. Who's got a question? Last two of the night. Pair Can we of get sunnies one at least each. being a swell yet. Here we go. G-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g-g. What's your name again? What's your name again? What's your name again? It's Gigi And um, my question is a hypothetical towards Surfcore 2001. So ain't that swell has just bought a boat in the Indo, in the Mens, and you get to pick five surfers, five boards, five core lords. Who's going on the boat? Oh, great question. Mens. Yeah, throw him some sunnies. Okay, so we're going to the men's, and I can choose, wait, five blokes and five boards. Oh, five boards for me? That'd be mental. Um, I'd love to see Okiana Dahlberg there. Obviously, that's always beautiful. Um, like to see Freestone on a 6'6 six, six, uh, Weber. 6'6 <laughs> six, six by 18 and 3 sixteenths by 2 and 1 sixteenth. Micro swallow. How much are you? 90 kilos or something? I reckon that'd work. Um, 92, apparently. <laughs> um, then I'd probably want to see uh, my mate Robbie Rickard on yeah, Robbie his Mad dog. You'd remember him from uh, Surfcore's first clip uh, at... Um, yeah, on his Dahlberg, he rips. So um, he's got a clip coming out tomorrow, so everyone go uh, down to the Sands tomorrow if you want to get King hit by Let's the angry guy it. from out there. <laughs> uh, then I'd love to see uh, Taj on uh, Maurice Cole. And because Taj at Macca's is, like, mental. So, yeah, that'd be sick. And then... Uh, actually... I'd love to see Parco on one of his DHDs with the flaming race car on it from when he did that Dowie. And that would be, that would yeah, be the dream, dream tour. Boy. The other I thing know. I just want to say, I feel like, I I'm feel just like, like, I just want to butt in for a second, Corlord. As much as we love looking at your Instagram and you're an amazing writer and you say funny things, I'm just a fucking swellian and I love these cunts. I don't know if anyone else listens to these people and just goes, Fucking up the fucking swellians, these cars the make me so happy. And up, yeah, here's to you guys. On your gaggy. Last question of the night, and then we're going to wrap this thing. We can all go into the dunnies and start ripping in. <laughs> What's uh? I don't, I don't like drug talk. Oh, by the way, I don't even take drugs. I've never had it. When I say the dunnies, I mean like talking about ourselves in private, like. Like, like sensitive new age men do. Yeah, like, like Gender neutral guys. men yeah. like us for I don't like druggy talk. Fuck that. Who's got a question? Who's got the final question? Who's got the final, final question? Pair of, of pair of child sunnies. 
Tammy Landrum's got him. Lenny, give the Here man is, the give us your name and your question. All right, I'm Lenny. I'm from Snapper Fucking Board Riders. We're, uh, yeah, we, we, we hate Kira. But at what point, Surfcore, did you uh, hear all that shit from old mate down the back there and go, you know what, I'm just not going to tear into your late 40s chrome dome? No, I think you had a fair point. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I think where a lot of people um, misconstrue what I'm doing is they think that I'm taking the piss out of that era. But really, the 2000s is like the peak of surfing. Like, I don't, really don't give a fuck what Jack does on tour. <laughs> and um, Paco's my fucking hero. Like, I used to have posters of him on my wall. I remember going down to Kira Surf back when it was like really core and just basically like a warehouse and getting him to sign like a hat then I fucking lost it and I was super rattled and like yeah that was it so um yeah old mate out there I get him because I'm kind of him also which is weird yeah 20 Bikes. years anger and good I'm looking. angry at myself a round well of applause deflected. for Jack Freestone a round of applause for Surf Call and thank you very, very much for coming out and being part of the live swelling audience. We love you guys so much. Fucking love surfing. Love this shit. Up the woozle. Up the swellings. See you later. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 Kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? You've gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You fucking kidding me? Are 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 you fucking kidding me? You're not. Fucking kidding me.